when I asked a White House official why it is that President Biden was here and missing the 9-11 commemorations at the attack sites, the analogy that I was given is that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, U.S. presidents were not still going to visit Hawaii. Ah, yes, Peter Ducey at the Fox News Channel. He asked the White House staffers why the president wasn't going to be at Ground Zero or the Pentagon or Shanksville. Well, you know, 22 years after Pearl Harbor, what's the big deal? It's what happens when you have, uh, you know, pea brains running everything. People with tiny little brains the size of peas, pea brain. Ah, yes. I fight authority. Authority always win. Yeah, Joe Biden heading home from uh, Vietnam. We'll stop at what we now call Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson in Alaska, which is a base that um, Air Force planes have used for a long, long time to refuel on the way back from Asia, many Asian trips, and uh, and the White House is pretending this is really great. Oh, he's going to, what'd she say? He's going to do what he always does and spend the day with military forces, which I don't think that's true, is it? He has, with military forces, I, that's, uh, you know, um, interesting, but that's, that's what they're saying. And, um, you know, 22 years after Pearl Harbor, was anybody going to Hawaii? President's going to Hawaii, going to Pearl Harbor? Well, yeah, probably, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, 1961. I'd have to look it up. They uh, see what, uh, 22, that'd be 1963 on September 11th, on uh, December uh, 7th. So actually, you think of it 22 years after, I just did the math on this in my head, uh, December 7th, 1941, right, uh, Pearl Harbor. And 22 years later, was anybody going to going to Pearl Harbor to commemorate? Well, interestingly, 22 years later, um, uh, September 11th, let's see, John F. Kennedy, he was uh, assassinated November 22nd of 1963. So, God, did he go? I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's uh, had time, had time. I'd have to go check what he did. All right, let's go back to uh, Joe Biden here because he said he could only take five questions because his staffers told him that he could only take five questions. And the, uh, the people that he was taking questions from selected in advance, selected in advance because it's all a television show. It's all a terrible television show. It's made for cable TV. And he went to the Reuters news agency, then the Bloomberg uh, news agency, and then AFP, Agence France Press, and then uh, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, and then the Voice of America. So you got uh, taxpayer uh, teat much, you know, uh, government news. So uh, Voice of America, BBC, AFP, and uh, Reuters is technically um, not American either. But uh, let's, uh, let's go to Joe Biden with the uh, – he's got five questions, and he is, he's not a bright man. Well, take your questions. Huh? Let me see. They told me they gave me five people here. Let me um, see. They told me they gave me uh, – uh, of Reuters. Uh, of, of Reuters. And he's going down the list from the, here's who you go to. And they got little, they generally, they give them uh, uh, three by five index cards with pictures of the reporter. 
and the news agency, because he doesn't know who any of them are. And, um, and then he calls on, and they're all women, because it was a feminist moment, a feminist moment in, in Hanoi, Vietnam. Just amazing. And then Joe Biden did go to, uh, to Anita Powell, Anita Powell of The Voice of America. I hope you didn't think that calling only on women would get you softballs tonight. Oh, I know better than that. Okay, well, let me huh? start with President Xi. If you sent me a softball, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably strike out even worse. Yeah, because you never get softballs from this press corps. That's only hardballs from this group. They're, they're really a hard-nailed, hard-bitten bunch of, uh, you know, gumshoe reporters. They're, they're getting the job done, aren't they? they uh, maybe one day they'll ask you about the millions of dollars from Ukraine funneled from corrupt entities there. Uh, into your family's coffers, your grandchildren, your children, the, the whole thing. Maybe the twenty million dollars from what is it, Ukraine and Romania and Russia and and um, uh, China, China. Never mind that. And uh, Joe Biden, he he wouldn't know what to do if uh, a group of young women didn't tell him. For, and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. Just following his orders. Yeah, that's what they kept saying at the Nuremberg trials, isn't it? Uh, if you have only following the orders, the orders must be followed. Yeah. That's it. He's, uh, hey, how about uh, China? just came uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, Ricochet Rabbit didn't show up at the, uh, the G20 summit in New Delhi in India. Uh, and Putin didn't show up either. And, uh, but surely, you know, you're concerned about, about China conquering the world in Africa and the and in the Pacific, and in Latin America, and they're horning in, and they're going for all the rare earth minerals to make batteries for your Teslas, and uh, no labor standards, child slave labor, that's fine with the Chinese, and uh, no environmental standards, that's fine with the Chinese. They're not reducing their CO2 output like we are, but pay no attention to that. So, uh, Joe Biden, you getting uh, the G20 together to contain China? It's communist China, they're communists and most populous nation on the planet, and they're communists, and they're coming for the West. They're planning on making the 21st century the Chinese century, which would be bad for all of civilization. Uh, Joe Biden, he's not too worried. And so really what this trip was about, it was less about containing China. I, I, I don't want to contain China. I'm not, we're not looking to hurt China. He doesn't want to contain China. He doesn't want to hurt China. The largest communist power, the military power flexing their muscles in Africa, Latin America, and the Pacific, and rolling over civilization, and, and they're planning on, you know, the 20th century was the American century, and that was good for the world. Freedom, liberty, smashing the Socialist worker, Workers' Party in, in uh, Germany and Europe, uh, that was good, containing the Soviet Union, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Uh, and, uh, you know, containing the spread of communism in the Korean Peninsula and in Vietnam and uh, slowing it, certainly, and showing there's a price to be paid. But he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to contain China, really. During the Cold War, the policy with the Soviet Union was called containment. And, uh, and it uh, worked until we could snuff them out much later, thanks to Ronald Wilson Reagan, and Republicans being on the side of freedom and liberty 
and our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, which the, the Democratic Party isn't. That is to say, the Democratic Party isn't Democratic, and they're not on the side of the Bill of Rights. And we'll get to the New Mexico governor coming up as well. Now, here is Joe Biden. He doesn't want to contain China. He doesn't want to hurt China. And uh, he can't craft a sentence that makes sense to save his life. But he is rambling incoherently, and they start the music. This is a go to bed. I'm not going to Oh, my apologies. We have. The, I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. This is uh, Joe Biden. He's rambling incoherently, and he decides that it's time for him to go to bed. And he starts wandering off with his mouth hanging open, his arms hanging limp at his sides. And he just starts wandering. And look, nobody likes what having what U.S. celebrated what international meetings. If you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. Huh? He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. He's wandering off now. And uh, a woman, because they're only women, I guess, uh, started uh, shouting questions. Good for her. She didn't have a microphone near her. And then it, it just went from bad to worse because Cringe had to jump in and call an end to the whole thing as Joe was just wandering off. And there's a band there. And the band started playing music like it was, you know, a game show. And this segment was over, and here comes the music, and Cringe is jumping in as he wandered off like a jellyfish to say, uh, this is over. Talked about We talked about at the conference overall, we talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the southern hemisphere. The third had world. Had access to change. Had so- access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. He came up thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now comes the music. We didn't add that. This is in the room. There's, there's Ducey yelling a question. Then he wandered back to the mic. Wow, somebody asked about his son being indicted. That's shocking. And he just wandered off. Uh... Like a zombie, a glassy-eyed zombie. And he really needs to um, step down. I know there are people that don't want him to step down. Just uh, keep him there and run against him. But, you know, we've got more than a year. In fact, if you know you go to Inauguration Day of, uh, good Lord, 2025, that's, uh, that's a long way off. But the, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. The transcript is kind of funny. Um, The transcript of Joe Biden and then Cringe reads, we, dash, it wasn't confrontational at all, period. He came up to me. He said, inaudible, in, in parentheses, because he was murmuring and mumbling. Then Cringe jumps in and says, thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you. And then the president said, thank This is the transcript. Thank. He couldn't complete the thought. Thank you. Then Ms. Jean-Pierre. This ends the cow press conference. 
thanks, everyone. The president says, thank you, thank you. Then there's crosstalk. And somebody shouted the question, Mr. President, are you putting U.S. strategic interests above rights, human rights here in Vietnam? And, uh, and then uh, somebody else yells, another reporter, you have time for one more. We came all this way. We came all this way. They flew to India, then they flew to Vietnam. They're there to ask him questions, and he just wanders off like a jellyfish. And then another question is shouted, are you putting U.S. strategic interests above human rights in Vietnam? And the president says, above human rights, I've raised it with every person I met with. And he's wandering off. He doesn't know when to leave and when to come back and go to the microphones. And uh, Joe Biden, he's the president of the United States, honestly. Just extraordinary. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. And, um, and he's going to be at a joint base, Elmendorf Richardson in Alaska, to talk to two people. Let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, back to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to John calling from Indiana. John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. I, I love listening to your show, and you've really filled in the gap since Rush is passing. I love your show, both television and radio. You're very kind. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We do what we the can. Reason I, thank you. The reason I am calling is I happen to be an Air Force veteran. As a matter of fact, I was stationed in Alaska. And I can tell you the reason why Biden elected to stop at Elmendorf Air Force Base as opposed to going to a civilian event. And the reason is, unlike the civilians who would boo him for his ineptitude, the military would not dare boo the commander in chief. And so he's going to be in a safe space at Elmendorf. You know, uh, I got to tell you, John, I, I have uh, had that same hypothesis myself, the same theory myself, that uh, if he were at Ground Zero in New York, he would be booed. If he were at the Pentagon, there might be enough non-military people there to boo him. Um, I honestly, and I, I really, I think you're on to it. I do, John, uh, because I do believe that he is, and, and I'm, some military people might actually boo him at this point, but it's a pretty good bet that at Elmendorf, uh, Elmendorf Richardson, the joint base they now call it, uh, that you're right. He won't be booed because of good order and discipline, but you know, but he should be, don't you think? I think he should probably be booed. Uh, uh, uh. What'd you do in the Air Force, John? You're right. I'm sorry. What'd you say? What'd you do in the Air Force? I was in telecommunications. I worked in the base telecommunications center, sending messages around the world. Yeah, and that's a busy post in uh, Elmendorf up there. Uh, thank you, John. God bless. I'm saluting you. Thank you, sir. You know, Joe Biden's plan to inflict upon us the digital dollar is already underway, and it's very important to understand the potential consequences of this move because contrary to their claims, this is not in your best interest or mine. And time is of the essence, so getting smart now is a really good idea if you want to protect yourself and your financial future. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver, precious metals, my friends. Call the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call them today at 888-4-GOLD-20. Come on, how easy is that? 3 8 Four gold 20. That's 888 446 5320. 
They'll give you all the smarts you need to answer all your questions about safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. Call them today. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good bet. Why uh, why an Air Force base in Alaska? Very unlikely that he will be booed. New York City, very likely he's going to be booed. All the illegal aliens in there, they got that idiot mayor up there. Very likely. Pentagon, I'd boo him if I were there. I'll say that much. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, we just did a little uh, a little checking here because, you know, Peter Ducey said a White House staffer probably cringe. Told him, well, nobody went to Pearl Harbor 22 years after Pearl Harbor. Now, interestingly, um, December 7th, 1963 would have been the 22nd anniversary of, uh, of the attack on Pearl Harbor by the Empire of Japan. And John F. Kennedy had been shot and killed. Uh, weeks before that 22nd anniversary, uh, LBJ was was president by that time, and uh, I see no evidence that LBJ went there for the 22nd anniversary. But JFK did go there in June of 1963. He was there June 9th touring the Arizona Memorial and so on. And of course, and John F. Kennedy was a naval officer in World War II in the Pacific, PT 109 and all of that. And on the 50th anniversary, 1991. George H.W. Bush was president, and he went to Pearl Harbor to commemorate the 50th anniversary. And H.W. Bush, of course, was in the Navy in World War II, and he was a pilot shot down by the Japanese. The Japanese cannibalized some of his shipmates, killed them, and ate them. True story. Crazy stuff. So, so much for what the Biden White House says. Democrats are unwell. They really, really are. There's a young woman that the Democrats tried to turn into a young man with surgery and things, and then she shook her head real hard and snapped out of it. Chloe Cole, and I have shared audio with you in the past of Chloe Cole, who was uh, mutilated by Democrats surgically and and uh, chemically, um, and then came to her senses. and And now... She um, she is you know trying to live a normal life. Chloe Cole says she was notified that her Instagram biography is too violent. That's the word they used, violent, 
because she identifies as a former trans kid. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am a new transitioner. Another way to put that would be, I used to believe that I was born the wrong body, and the adults in my life whom I trusted affirmed my belief, and this caused me lifelong irreversible harm. Yes, it certainly did. Famous detransitioner Chloe Cole has been censored on Instagram for committing the supposed crime of identifying as a detransitioner. She wrote, Facebook has notified me that my Instagram bio is too, quote, violent, end quote. She put out on an X post yesterday and attached to the tweet was a screenshot, is a screenshot of the disciplinary note she received from Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, Democrat Party, sent a billionaire donor and all of this. And the, the, uh, the post uh, says, you know, consider editing your profile following our recommendation our recommendations guidelines could get you more reach. And, uh, and it tells her that it's uh, violent because she identifies as a former trans kid. Now, how is that violent? It's not, of course. Started T and blockers, testosterone and puberty blockers, at 13. Double mastectomy at 15. D-transitioned at 16. And because that is the way she identifies on her Instagram, um, she's been told that uh, that's violent and she may have to be censored because the left is insane. And they're coming for the children. Boy, are they coming for the children. Completely nuts. And then the mayor of Burbank. The mayor of Burbank, California, is a Democrat uh, kinko lunatic who's coming for the children. And Libs of TikTok has the story. Mayor of Burbank gets spanked by drag queen in front of children at campaign event. Another day, another wildly inappropriate drag show, but wait, this one is somehow worse. The drag-themed fundraiser for a Democrat Senate candidate in California, Burbank City Mayor Constantine Anthony, got spanked by a, a man uh, who is obviously a man dressed up like a woman. He may have had breast implants. Spanked and, and uh, using a, a paddle to spank him at an event, and it looks like it's a classroom with rainbow decorations everywhere and little children in their school desks as he bends over and, uh, like, you know, Kevin Bacon in Animal House, thank you, sir, may I have another, and he's being spanked by this big old nasty-looking tranny um, while he's grabbing the desk and the children. It's, uh, it's just, it's amazing. This is what it thank sounds Thank you, sir, may I have another? That, that actually is Kevin Bacon from Animal House, rather than the mayor of Burbank, California, Constantine Anthony. But Constantine Anthony, there is video, and of course, you know, they, they decided for, I guess, celebratory reasons to put Macho Man over it, all right? But the video of him bending over, grabbing a school desk in a, in a classroom for little children... And they're paddling him, paddling him uh, while clutching a, a child's 
desk in a classroom filled with little children because... Mm, 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 mm. And he's been pushing for this book, Gender Queer, to be in grammar school classrooms. That's the one with the graphic depictions of man-on-boy sex and uh, boy-on-man sex. And, and that's uh, these, these people are unwell. He's running for the Senate. He's the mayor of a city in the United States of America. And he's being spanked and spanked by this big tranny, completely berserk. You must tie her down on a bed and spank her. You must spank her well, and after you have spanked her, you may deal with her as you like, and then spank me. And spank me? And me? And me? Yes, yes, you must give us all a good spanking. I mean, honestly, this used to be, um, you know, Animal House was a comedy, and um, Monty Python was comedy. But the Democrat Party has brought what used to be satire and comedy into the world of reality. And this is the way they live, and they're coming for your children. Now, speaking of uh, Democrats being um, lunatics, in New Mexico they have a Democrat governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Michelle Lujan Grisham shocked the world, well, at least the, the nation of uh, normal people, by announcing that she is uh, basically suspending the Second Amendment uh, open and concealed carry because some Democrat shot some kids, and not all at once, but in separate incidents, just ban Democrats from having guns and put them in jail for a 1,000 years if uh, you find a Democrat with a gun because they're the real problem here. New Mexico governor shocks with comment about Constitution after issuing a temporary gun ban, saying that the Constitution is is not absolute, and, you know, you're— your uh, Second Amendment rights and therefore your First Amendment rights and all your other rights uh, don't apply if some uh, governor says that your rights don't apply because it's an emergency because a Democrat shot some kids. And if this applies in in uh, New Mexico, then certainly it would apply in Illinois, where we keep Chicago, and in Baltimore, in, in, in Maryland, where we keep Baltimore, and in New York, where we keep New York City. Just amazing. Elon Musk jumped in and said, how soon can this person be removed from office? Here is the Democrat governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham. The purpose is to try to create a cooling off period while we figure out how we can better address public safety and gun violence. Uh, Well, uh, you guys should stop shooting everybody, Democrats. Let's start with that. New Mexico New New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's controversial comments in defense of a temporary gun ban prompted a fierce backlash on social media, as you might expect. The Democrat issued an emergency public health order on Friday, suspending the right to carry guns in public across Albuquerque and the surrounding uh, Bernalillo, what is it, uh, county, for at least 30 days following the shooting deaths of three children in the area, and then send a check to Planned Parenthood because intellectual consistency is not their thing. Local law enforcement officials expressed concern that the governor's order violated Second Amendment rights, you think? The governor acknowledged the ban may face legal challenges, already has, and addressed these concerns during a press conference. 
A reporter questioned whether Grisham was upholding her oath to the Constitution. She argued no constitutional rights were fixed, including her oath. She's not an oath keeper, I guess. Here is New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. It should horrify every American and every New Mexican that so many young people and so many individuals with no training, with reckless criminal behaviors, are openly carrying firearms in our communities. I'm horrified. Of course, the, it's constitutional right. It's been established in the courts and, uh, you know, pay no attention to any of that. And uh, 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 man, oh, man, Ron DeSantis, press secretary, Jeremy Redfern, said the governor of New Mexico is using a public health order to suspend a right guaranteed by the Constitution. Did you think the left was going to stop at just forcing you to wear a mask? And this has gotten an awful lot of people appropriately very, very riled up. New Mexico Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. You know, there were uh, three youths murdered in Washington, D.C. Was it last weekend? Or was it the weekend before? Three kids murdered in Washington, D.C. And in uh, Albuquerque, I said that an 11-year-old child murdered and then a 6-year-old child murdered. And, and therefore, it's a health emergency and we're going to ban the Second Amendment just for 30 days because no constitutional right is absolute, including my oath, which is not a constitutional right. It's not a constitutionally protected right, but you took an oath. And she's obviously an idiot. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, even your right to free speech, she said, is not uh, absolutely guaranteed. The Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. That's right. That's uh, Nancy Pelosi explaining the limits to the First Amendment. You can't yell wolf in a crowded theater. That's, uh, they're geniuses, aren't they? Just amazing. And uh, then a reporter, actually doing the job of a reporter, pushed the New Mexico Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on this uh, attempt by her to subvert the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. Uh, my oath, schmoth, she doesn't care about that. None of that applies. Your Bill of Rights doesn't apply because she says there's a health emergency. All the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is is that I'm, it gives me three things. One. Three. It says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging your resources and arresting people. It's a message. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? we got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs. You better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out, to your point. 
This order basically says, stop stalling out, and to your point, just arrest everyone. Well, I also have to have the ability, I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. Well, this would allow us, huh? Someone got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not gonna get arrested. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be. And this is the point. I, I, I'm willing to do anything and everything Clearly. within a shred of evidence-based effort. Because if you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt and I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, then maybe you should enforce the existing laws, you dimwit. Just amazing. So a 13-year-old girl was shot uh, in July and killed. A 5-year-old girl shot and killed in August. And an 11-year-old boy uh, shot and killed uh, this month. And so there go your constitutional rights because Democrats. All right, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. Kamala was on, and I'm, I'm going to run out of time on all my stuff here, but Kamala was on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan. And her, this, the question is the key part to me here. Are you not doing enough to deal with the Trump threat, the threat that is Donald Trump? Are you taking the threat of a second Trump presidency seriously enough? Seriously enough? Kamala. I don't Kamala. understand the question. I don't understand the question was her response there, which is good. She doesn't, I, I believe that. You were dismissive of some of the Republican criticism of you and the president. When you look at current polling, the front runner for a Republican nomination is the former president. You hear a scoffing, just the front runner. We will win re-election. You we will, will win. win. We will win re-election. There is too much at stake and the American people know it. That she just, she is, I got it, we're in uh, so deep. But really, for me, my favorite part was the question by Margaret Brennan. Are you taking the threat of a second Trump presidency seriously enough? That's probably the threat of a second Trump presidency seriously enough. Are you taking it seriously enough? I don't know, you guys should go loot a Nike store while you're thinking about it. Burn a police car. Attack a courthouse. Sack and plunder another city or two or four. Amazing. Yeah, and Margaret Brennan with hard-hitting questions. And then scoffing. Scoffing. Audibly. Wants to show she's in good with the party, you know. September 11th today. Joe Biden will be somewhere in Alaska. And a couple of final words on that coming up. I don't understand the question. All right, today is uh, September 11th and the 22nd anniversary of the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001. Uh, This morning on the Fox News Channel, a retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Donald Arias was on to talk about Joe Biden not being at any of the sites in the United States. Lieutenant Colonel Donald Arias' brother was killed, was murdered in the attacks of September 11th, and he's not amused by Biden uh, stopping in Alaska to uh, do whatever. That's no surprise to me that he's not coming to uh, Ground Zero or any of the 9-11 sites. 
this is a president who has more in common with oligarchs out in Ukraine than he does with the people of Bahia or East Palestine. So no shock to my system. And quite frankly, I prefer he stay away anyway. We will be spared one of his uh, stories of how he can relate, uh, like he did with the people in Lahaina, how uh, he can relate because of a kitchen fire that singed his cat's uh, uh, whiskers. We can do without that. Yeah, we could do without that. And I, I do think he would be booed, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Arias. He sent uh, that human laugh track we know as the vice president uh, to Ground Zero to represent him. And uh, again, I prefer she stay away as well. This is a day for family members, first responders, and, and true-hearted, stout-hearted patriots who want to honor those we lost in our life. That is, uh, that is good stuff. And, um, yeah, I loved his, I loved his comments uh, this morning. Uh, really great stuff. Also, I should say, uh, it's been pointed out to me that earlier this year, India overtook China as the world's most populous nation. I incorrectly said earlier, China is the world's most populous. India now has outdone them. Governor Glenn Youngkin in the Commonwealth of Virginia has pardoned Scott Smith, the father of the daughter that was sexually assaulted, and then he was roughed up by the police. We righted a wrong. He should have never been prosecuted here. Mr. Smith did what any father would do, what any parent would do, was stand up for their child. And, and, and even worse, what then happened was the perpetrator was moved to another school and sexually assaulted another young woman. Um, this, this was a gross miscarriage of justice. Scott Smith, the father in question, was on television yesterday. This has been a long battle, a battle that should have never happened in the first place. My constitutional rights were violated. I had to accept this pardon from Governor Youngkin because I couldn't trust the justice system. And that's really scary. And that should scare every American. That's the uh, Democrat Party. By the way, the George Soros Commonwealth attorney in Loudoun County who's running for re-election, Buta Bibiraj, uh, George Soros president, put out an angry, scorching, long memo condemning Governor Youngkin for pardoning Scott Smith because she's on the side of crime and criminals. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.